0: We deal in this world day in, day out, and want to give you, the loyal listener, exclusive access to behind the scenes of the property and finance industry. We've helped thousands of clients with their financial journeys, everything from first home buyers right through to managing clients with extensive property portfolios from New Zealand and abroad.
1: Each week, BTF includes special guest episodes. We chat with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, sports stars, and the stories of everyday
0: people. Now it is your turn to take back control of of your future, so kick back and absorb. My name is Ken Wallstrom and I have Lisa Barton, Senior Advisor from Money Empire, joining us today. Lisa, how are you going?
1: Good, thank you. How are you?
0: Good. Now today uh, we're going to talk um, on first home buyers, but I know you're quite keen to um, talk or I suppose, what you're seeing a lot on social media: questions from first home buyers.
1: Yeah. So I have been. I, I follow some Kiwi first home buyer pages and some, you know, general first home buyer pages, and a lot of questions that are coming up of late is people asking, "Hey guys, if I can, if I earn X amount of money." Um, got this short-term debt can I buy a home or if I work part-time can I buy a home or if I'm on a benefit and and earn some money on you know money on the side can I own a home Um, I just wanted to more so educate the people out there that it doesn't necessarily mean that you can't own a home based on those kind of or different sources of income it really comes down to I think you should give it a go, get an assessment done by an advisor and see what you need to do if you can't do it right now and what and make a plan to, yeah. to get you to that point in owning a home.
0: I think we always talk about the strategy and the plan and the goal orientation is the real key aspect to it because like you just said, if now is not the right time or not the right don't have the right ability to do something at least you can get guidance around where you need to get your income levels to or your outside debt to or your deposit to to make what you need to purchase right
1: yeah definitely the other one as well is um i've seen a couple of hey i'm a single parent and i have a a child or or, or two children um again it it doesn't mean that you're not eligible Uh, there could be a certain threshold that you might be eligible for but again, you you don't know unless you try, and that's yep. with a lot of things in life. You don't know if you if you know if you don't try. So, give it a shot. Um, there's no harm. There's it's a free obligation um, assessment that can be done, and then we can put a good detailed plan in place to be able to help you reach that goal. Whether that's a savings plan, whether that's reducing short-term debt, whether that is looking at ways to increase your income.
0: Okay, so let's just quickly focus for the listeners then on. If you're a 1st home buyer um, and you have several sources of income, what can be used? So firstly, if you're employed, obviously, um, you can use your PAYE income as debt servicing. Yep. Secondly, if you're employed and you are a single parent and you're getting family tax credit or accommodation uh, allowance or supplement, allowance. you can use yep. that as well. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other things that can be used?
1: It would be... Sometimes it would be if someone is getting child support. So some banks um, take child support income payments as well. Some don't, but then we can also put it as a mitigant. Um, Depending on a deposit size, we could look at doing border income. Um, But if you've got all those avenues of income, even if you're self-employed, we can take that.
0: Um, I believe what we're seeing a lot on self-employed at the moment, which is a big hindrance for... uh, first home buyers, is um, I suppose the minimization of wanting to pay tax yes. and what that implication is in terms of debt servicing. So what I mean here by is if you're writing off a lot of your income through your expenses and reducing your net profit, um, you're minimising the tax you pay per year, which is fantastic. On the flip side of that, your actual income on paper is less, so debt servicing becomes, um, I suppose, harder to obtain.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's what I have seen recently as well with a few clients. They've come to me and said, hey, I earn $100,000, um, which is great. But then when I go through all their financials, you can see their net profit might only be 4000 And that's the figure that we can take. So they've declared all these expenses to write off and for um, less income tax that they have to pay. But on the flip side, I can only use 4000 for their mortgage application.
0: Yeah, And I think this would be a really good topic, which we might, me and you, Lisa, do um, around self-employed income and what needs to be taken into consideration there um, when you are looking to buy a house. So you might be having to plan 12 to 24 months out to actually make your financial stack up in terms of debt servicing and income. So I think that would be a really good topic. Moving on from that, just on the flip side, first home buyer expenses and outgoings just out of your cause you're really an expert on the first home buyer stuff. What are some of the things they can do to help with this?
1: It would be my first point would be pulling apart all of your expenses, seeing what you can cut back, seeing what you can reduce, whether it is say for sky cut sky out. If you've got Netflix um, reduce or limit the amount of spending that you're doing in coffees, um, try and reduce any short-term debt that you may have. The lower amount of short-term debt you have when being a first-home buyer, um, definitely with, when you've got a low deposit, it does help. Um, just looking at your spending habits. Put a budget in place. And you'll see, if you did listen to our podcast last week, we talked about budgets and the benefits of that.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I suppose consumer debt, outside debt, get rid of it if you have the ability to do so right because that really hinders debt servicing
1: yeah the other thing would be and i've said um i think in another podcast that we did was around savings so with your savings what i recommend usually to my first home buyers would be if you're paying rent or board at the moment of say $300, and we look on the calculator that your mortgage is say $500. Try and aim to save that difference. So then, when we go and do a mortgage application, we know that you're already paying $300 for rent, board, whatever. And then also, you're saving to match that. And we can show to the bank that you are serious about this. You have been doing this for a period of time. And it just gives them a bit more comfort and helps support your application.
0: Absolutely. Lisa Barden, thank you very much for your expertise. Um, I would highly recommend her for all your first home buyers out there. She really specializes in this market, understands it. We've had another COVID patch. We're in lockdown for another two weeks uh, minimum on level three, which actually doesn't mean uh, a lot of difference. We're all working from home. We're working hard. We have a lot of activity. If you have any questions or want us to talk on any uh, of these podcasts through COVID, let us know on some subjects, but this has been really helpful. I know first home buyers out there are a little bit like, can I still borrow money? I really want to get into a house. We've seen a big flurry um, over the last six to eight weeks of first home buyers entering, low interest rates, low deposit lending, um, and healthy income. So if you have any questions, please let us know or contact us on our social platforms.
1: We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on this episode and hundreds more, you can visit us at Beyond the Field Podcast on all social platforms.
0: Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Now it's your turn to take control and build your empire beyond your field.